Hello, listeners. Welcome to Take a Break. Welcome back. I'm Sherry. I'm Rohan. I'm Neha. Our question today is, do forests and wildlife reset after a wildfire or are they lost forever? Huh? 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 We got our information from smokybear.com, frontlinewildfire.com, envirobites.org, and ultrarunning.com. In recent times, the frequency of wildfires has been increasing. While a wildfire's effects may be very long-lasting, there are certain benefits. The U.S. Forest Service states, Wildfire is a part of nature. It plays a key role in shaping ecosystems by serving as an agent of renewal and change. A great example of a species that was regulated using small fires is the Oregon white oak, which is a sun-loving tree. What usually happens is that in an old forest, conifers increasingly dominate the stand and this oak is eventually shaded out. American Indians who gathered acorns for food frequently used to burn Oregon white oak woodlands to favor the tree. This killed the young conifers and led to grassy understories. These low-intensity grass fires often caused only minor canopy damage to the oaks and they survived and produced acorns. What may seem like a catastrophe can actually benefit an ecosystem. Some species even re rely upon wildfire for propagation. For instance, the seeds of jack pines and lodgepole pines, which are native to the Yellowstone area, are sealed by a resinous bond which can only be cracked open by the high temperature associated with wildfire. In the harrowing aftermath of a major wildfire, it may be difficult to appreciate the restorative power in the fire itself, especially when no trees remain to hold the land in place once the rain comes, resulting in flash flooding and mudslides which can be extremely dangerous to people living in nearby areas. But the rain also breathes life back into the remaining landscape, allowing new vegetation to grow in the charred areas. Seeds stored in the forest floor begin to germinate. Some trees begin to sprout branches from basal buds of dead trees. People are often worried about wildlife during forest fire, but according to the National Geographic, there is really little cause for concern. Once the flames begin, animals don't just sit there and wait to be overcome. Birds will fly away, mammals will run, amphibians and other small creatures will burrow into the ground, <laughs> hide out in... Yeah, that happens. Yeah, they'll hide out in logs, take cover under rocks. Interestingly, firefighters don't usually encounter many animals in fires but they may spot plenty of invertebrates preceding the flames. Firefighters get overrun by this wave of creepy crawlies walking ahead of the fire. Of course, some individual critters that can't run fast enough or find adequate shelter will die in the smoke and flames. 
scientists don't have any uh, good estimates on the number of animals that might die in wildfires each year. But there are no documented cases of fires wiping out entire populations or species. After the fire, the first species to return to the scorched areas are wood-boring insects. In fact, a particular species of western beetle is equipped with heat sensors to draw it in from miles away to feast on injured trees. These same insects play an important role in the recovery process by attracting predator species. Shortly after a fire, armadillos and birds will return to the burned area in search of these insects. The dead or injured insects, trees, the dead or injured trees become nesting houses for dozens of species of birds. Eventually, small mammals, such as chipmunks, squirrels, and mice, join them. The fallen trees make ideal hollowed-out homes for medium-sized animals, such as raccoons and foxes. Once the tender new shoots of vegetation begin to appear in the spring, they quickly attract larger wildlife, particularly deer. So what we're saying is that recovery from large wildfires may require some help, but forests will in time heal themselves. The natural pattern of recovery after a wildfire is re referred to as ecological succession. And this is the process whereby the land, plants, and wildlife move through various ecological stages in order to return to a state of relative stability. It's like hitting the reset button on the life cycle of a forest. First plants to move into the new bare ground after a wildfire are wildflowers or weeds. Next, the grasses move in because grasses can withstand summer dry spells. The next species to appear are called pioneer trees. Some common pioneer tree species which thrive in a post-wildfire environment include red cedar, alder, black locust, most pines and larches, yellow poplar, and aspen. Once these trees begin to germinate and establish themselves, the existing grassland begins to recede. Individual trees spread above the grasses and start to shade them out. Very soon, the scubby pioneer trees are rampant. And then, many years later, taller trees and vines begin to move in. They could not have survived in the harsher environment which the scrub trees prefer. But thanks to the enhanced soil and air created by the scrub forest, taller trees are soon thriving. They'll eventually shade out the older, shorter, slower-growing scrub. Simply put, initially, the bare ground is colonized by small plants that need a lot of sunlight. Then, gradually, trees begin to grow and new plants that can handle the shade take over the forest. The result, over a long period of time, is a forest that looks similar to the pre-disturbance forest. So, the sun-loving, fast-growing plants come back first followed by the shade-tolerant, slow-growing species? Is that right? Yes, nature keeps working hard to adapt to changes and to bring back the original vegetation. As we said, this is called succession and is the ideal outcome. But with a changing climate and thus unpredictable disturbances, the successional models may no longer be accurate. 
This results in forest conversion, which means that the forest becomes a new habitat type and never returns to its pre-fire state. So due to climate change in recent years, new habitats are being created after a fire. Interesting. Okay, so how quickly does a forest recover? And does nature take care of everything? Or do humans need to plant trees there? Well, that's interesting. This depends on the severity of the wildfire. For larger, more destructive wildfires, active efforts to assist recovery are often needed. These could include erosion prevention, as well as establishing vegetation through reseeding or replanting. A forest may also recover pretty quickly. For instance, low-intensity prescribed fires are used by forest managers with the intention of adding nutrients to the soil and rejuvenating plant life. Prescribed fire? That sounds interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. Prescribed fires, also known as prescribed burns or controlled burns, refer to the controlled application of fire by a team of fire experts. And this is done under specified weather conditions that helps restore health to ecosystems that depend primarily on fire. Prescribed fires help reduce the catastrophic damage of wildfire on our lands and surrounding communities by safely reducing excessive amounts of brush, shrubs, and trees, encouraging the new growth of native vegetation, and maintaining the many plant and animal species whose habitats depend on periodic fire. In fact, prescribed fire is one of the most effective tools we have in preventing wildfires and managing the intensity and spread of wildfires. However, a prescribed fire is still fire. Thus, fire management experts are extremely careful in planning and executing one. These specialists know what the optimal conditions and timing are to conduct prescribed fires based on years of training and experience. The weather conditions, topography, fuel types, and equipment all determine how a prescribed fire is conducted. So, what can we do? Well, most importantly, we need to address climate change. By lowering the average temperature of the planet, we reduce the chance of severe weather that promotes fires. And as an individual, you can do your best to ensure fires don't start in the first place. For example, you can extinguish your campfire. And also, don't drive on dead grass and avoid unnecessary sparks. Forests need to burn a bit every now and then. Fire is a critical ecosystem process and many species rely on fires to create the habitat they need to find food and shelter. The issue at stake here is that modern fires are too large and too frequent and this does not allow the forest to recover and create the habitat that many plants and animals rely on. And we end up losing precious forest cover. That's all we have for you today. We'll be back again with another interesting question and lots of cool answers. Bye-bye.